So we started in Perikid Aleph, which is the story of Yiftach, the Shaitan. And the description we have of Yiftach is very interesting. Let's bear in mind what Chazal said as a background. And the Chazal said in a postic later on in Shmuel, when Shmuel is talking to the Jewish people, and he says to the Jewish people that Hashem sent you or people leaders to save you whenever you were in distress. And Shmuel says, Hashem sent you Moshe and Aaron and Shmuel and Yerubal and Don, which was Shimshan and Yiftach. So he mentioned six names. And on that Chazal say that Shmuel put together Shlosha Gedolei Olam with Shlosha Kalei Olam. It's interesting. He gives the three, shayfti, three of the names that Shmuel mentions as being the Gedolei Olam, which is Moshe, Rebbein, Aaron, Akhoi, and Shmuel himself. And it puts him in the same pasuk as three other leaders who the Chazal referred to as Kalei Olam, as like being the opposite extreme. And those were Gidon, Shimshon, and Yiftach. So obviously it needs explanation in what way was Yiftach given the unflattering title as being one of the Kalei Olam. Right. So we'll see. We'll see the story of Yiftach. Why does the Apostle put them together? So left Chazal learned the famous Nimud, uh, that is if you're in a door where the Shaitan is Moshe Rabbeinu, so then you're fortunate to be led by Moshe Rabbeinu. And if you're in a door where the Shaitan is somebody of a much lesser stature, you nevertheless have to listen to him because he's the Shaitan in that door. He's the leader in that door. And he's the one through whom Hashem is going to send the salvation in that door. That's one point. But there's another point as well. And that is a principle, which is maybe it's a good time to talk about it, that you saw it in how Hashem runs the world, and that is the leader matches the door. The leader matches the door. There has to be a correlation between the leader and the door. We learn this from Moshe Bader himself. And that is Moshe Bader himself. When Tai Yisrael fell, so Moshe was demoted. Like the false success. You're no longer welcome in Shemaim because your people have gone down. And why should Moshe be punished for that? Because the Mishil the, there says, but it explains it, Moshe, that you're a representative of Klai Yisrael. If Klai Yisrael are lower, the leader gets lower too. And therefore, the greatness of the leader is really a reflection of the greatness of the Dor. If a Dor is greater, the leader is greater. If a Dor is less of a Dor, then the leader will be a lower leader because that's the person who, who will be able to interact with that door and be their leader. And therefore, when you're talking about what the, what the Chazal referred to as Kalei it's coming from a door who were Kalei It's coming from a generation who that didn't deserve a greater leader. And that's why the leader they had was somebody, somebody of a lesser stature. I guess that's now, and therefore, why am I beginning with this preface? Because that's what we already saw. The dar which we were introduced to before Yiftah was a dar which had sinned repeatedly in Avedazara to the extent that they didn't deserve to be saved. The novice words that were, Hashem said, I don't really want to save you. Go to Avedazara and deal with them because Hashem doesn't feel we deserve to be saved. So that's what we're calling the dar which we're holding in now, uh, a dar on the low level. Maybe that they, were, they had aroused Hashem's compassion that we saw yesterday. But they were definitely not in a high place and definitely didn't deserve a leader of great stature. 
Part of Eretz Yadin, which is the is called Eretz Gilad, after his father Gilad. So Gilad had a number of children. If you going to see the next pasuk, one of them was Yiftach, except he was from a different wife than the other children. And as we see the next pasuk, Gilad's wife bore him other sons besides Yiftach. So the other children of Yiftach grew up. And they chased Yiftach away. And they said, You don't deserve a part of our father's inheritance, which is Eretz Agelot, because you're from a different wife. So, why does that mean he doesn't deserve a chalik of the Nachala? All the sons of the same father should share the Nachala. So, we'll see there are a number of Mahalchim given in the first game. As to exactly what happened to it, we'll see. But just to finish the one more pasuk. Yivrach Yiftach 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 runs away from his brothers Vayeshe Beretz Tov He goes, he relocates to a place of Tov uh, Either that was the name of the place Or Chazal Hadidrash Or what it was called, the good place We'll see soon Vayeshe Yiftach Adash Yivrachim Vayetzim And where Yiftach was People gathered around him And he became the leader of a group of followers Now, so that's the background to the story of Yiftach Now so, let's start from the beginning. When Yiftach is described as Ruben Nishazayna. So here already we have a difference between the Farshim, what the Pasuk is trying to say. Um, let's start with the Targum. The Targum translates Zayna here the same way it was translated by Rachav Hazayna in Isha. And Zayna means an innkeeper. Somebody who provides for Zayna. The Lashon of the Targum here is the same as that. It's Itasop Pundakisa. A lady who's a pundak, which means a person who provides food. Now, so that's an unusual meaning for the word zayna. In other words, there would be a relationship to a designer, but it's still an unflattering title. Why would the why would the pasuk refer to as such, and why is it relevant? What's the difference of job his mother had? So the before I should explain that based on the Targumish, and that is that it wasn't normally, at least in the times of the Tanakh, a lady who would look for work would look for work within the domain of her house. It wasn't considered sneers for a lady to work in a job which would cause to interact with strangers from outside her house. Uh, now, the exception to that was a lady who was an innkeeper. Because even if she's in her house, there are mostly strangers coming in the whole time. Either coming to eat or coming to sleep in the inn, whatever it's going to be. And therefore, it was given an unflattering title in the Navi as somebody who was like kind of inviting strangers into her house, even if it was her parnas, but it wasn't uh, what considered the profession of Mercy Shalakshari. And that's why the Targum explains, the Yashami explains, that it was uh, the, the term used was a play on both words. On the one hand, 
was a lack of tzniyas because uh, someone was inviting outsiders into the house. But on the other hand, they came for the mezonis because that was their job to give them food. Yeah, that's a uh, one chat. Now that's a, maybe a positive interpretation as far as Yiftach's mother goes. But the question is, why would that make a difference to the story of Yiftach? We'll see. The second chat is it means kapshota, and that is that. Uh, Gilad, besides for his wife, had done a nice Easter with another lady, and they had Yiftach. If that's the case, so this is already the first thing to say, that it's clear to understand what the argument of the brothers was. And that is, they said, Mehechitesi, you're our brother. Maybe just like uh, Gilad had relations with this lady, maybe somebody else had as well. And if that's the case, you have to prove you're our brother if you want the chalik of the nechalik, which is a din in the Gemara of Abbasra, of a suffolk, which is by Yerush, the father, prove you're a brother. And therefore they said, since by a lady who's a zayna, there's no guarantee who else she may have been with, there's no guarantee that Gilad was your father. He said, that you deserve a chalik of the nechalik. And that was the tiny thing, bin isha cheresato. They didn't want to say something derogatory about their father, so they said, you're from a different lady. Mechit Tessi, that, that lady was uh, was only with Gilad. Maybe there are other possibilities as well. And if that's the case, you have to prove you're the brother. Now, if that's the case, this is a very nice word the Chassam Sofer says. And that is, the Pasuk seems repetitive. It calls him first Yiftach Giladi, which means he was from the family of Gilad. And then it says, Vayyadid Gilad is Yiftach. It's a bit repetitive. So the Chassam Sofer says, it reminds me of someone in the Torah. When it says, Eile told us uh, Yitzchak ben Abram, Abram heard it Yitzchak. And again, Chazal asked, why did he need the repetition? He just said, he was Yitzchak ben Abram. Mm-hmm. Why is Abram heard it Yitzchak? So, the Chazal, they answer that because there were those who cast dispersions as to whether Abram was really the father of Yitzchak, they said, sorry, just been captured by Abimelech. Maybe Abimelech was the father. And therefore, whenever there is dispersions, the Torah comes to throw the Emes. And the Emes is Abram heard it Yitzchak. So the Torah is repeating it to tell you that this isn't just the narrative, this is the Emes. The, the Torah is telling us what's true. So it's the same thing over here. You, you should know that there was a question if Gilad is really his father or not. So now he's confirming. Gilad really was his father. Either way around. But the, 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 as far as the Din goes, the other brothers claimed the Din that Yiftach couldn't prove you that he was one of the brothers, and therefore they said you don't get a Chalik in the Nakhla. And the Nachla was Eretz Agilad. Eretz Agilad was the property of Benasha, which Benasha owned in Eretz Israel. So if he's not a son of Gilad, so he left Gilad, he goes to a different country called Eretz Toiv. That's uh, the second Mahalach to explain the Pasuk. Wasn't Gilad kicked him out? Wasn't Gilad on the side? Gilad died at that stage. It was the side of the Nachla, so the other brothers kicked him out. Now, the third chat is that, and this is uh, brought here by the Radak and by the Mephoshim as well, and that it means, which means Gilad was like a leader, or he shaved it. So, to be the case of someone who was allowed to take the Pilagish, so it wasn't his main work, which was also, it wasn't a shadow of being unfaithful to him, but it wasn't the same status. Uh, his main wife would be somebody who gave and there would be more of a status as opposed to Pilagish. His child will be of a lower status. Now, if that's the case, 
And that the Nach is drawing a very interesting contrast between the story of Avimelech and the story of Gideon. Because Avimelech was also the son of Pilegesh, the son of Gideon from Pilegesh, and because he felt, so to speak, inferior to his brothers, so we see what Avimelech does is he, like we saw, incites the people of Shechem to appoint him as a king and so he can go and kill his brothers. Yiftach was exactly the same setup. He was also the son of Pilegesh. And uh, his brothers, who were sons of the, the, let's say, the official wife, or the formal wife of Gilad, were against him. But yeah, even though Gilad was a Gibor Chayil, like, I mean, Yiftach was a Gibor Chayil, which means he could have fought back. We see here that Yiftach's matter was he chose not to. And when the brothers told him, we, want, we don't want you to take Chalik in our land, he concedes and he runs away. Uh, even though he also had people around him, exactly like it says, Rabbi Melech, he had these Anashim Rekim. These uh, you know, lads who were troublemakers who could have also caused a lot of damage, and he was a strong person, Yiftach. We see that Yiftach's smile was he didn't step into the fight, he stepped out of the fight, and he concedes. He runs away, he doesn't try and fight for the Nachal of his father, which was one of his matters. One of the matters Yiftach has is that we see that he's willing to forego, so to speak, what he could have fought for, and instead he's, Manah Shalom, he's prepared to back down. Okay, so that's the that's introduction to Yiftach. I got what we're going to see, and this is always the principle, and that is, I mean, it's famously quoted in the name of Steinman, but it's a principle we see not just in life today, it's a principle in the Nach as well, and that is, if a person's meant to get something, so then they don't have to fight to get it. If they're meant to, if they're meant to get it, then it'll come to them even if they don't fight for it. And therefore, as opposed to Abimelech, who wasn't meant necessarily to get the Melochah, and he got it through bloodshed and through crime. If Yiftach was, Hashem intended him to be a leader, he didn't have to fight for it. Even if he was dispossessed by his brothers and kicked out of the town, the Maisei, if Hashem intended to be a leader, he's still going to be the leader, without him having to do anything uh, in order to try and usurp or to try and take power by force. We don't see that in Dover and Malachi. In Malachi fought to get the kingship. David Melech didn't fight to get the kingship. David Melech kept running away from Shaul, trying to kill him. He never tried to do a counterattack. What about what about the contrary? Shaul's son is Ish. It's precious. Yeah. Right. Did he fight? Did he fight? Was there a war there? Between David. David was very careful not to touch him, even when he had the opportunity to. He always said, "He's Moshe Hashem. I'm not going to touch him." And Hashem. It was Oyev who killed the. Uh, it was. It was uh, either one case, two other people. It was. Yeah, yeah, but whatever it was going to be, David himself was very careful never to fight for the kingship. He just ran away. He ran away. And he says himself, if 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 Hashem wants, then Hashem kills him. Shal, I'm not going to touch him, which is what happened. Okay, so that's the the same principle we see here by Yitzchak. Anyway, so like we said, so if the pshat is that the brothers held that maybe not our brother, that's when they chased him away. That that would make sense. The second pshat was that he was from uh, Pinagash, and therefore they held that they were real brothers, he wasn't, they felt they had the right to, so to speak, take his nachan away from him, which of fear then would be wrong, because he's also a brother. And if that's the case, he's also a brother, he has the right to the nachan just like them. So if that's the case, the people of Gila did something wrong by by not giving him his chalik and the nachan. Now, there's another, there's another mahalachi also, and that is, there's a din in the Torah, there's a din in the Torah, and that is that if a person has Two sons. One from the wife is a snur, and one from the, the, the wife is a ahuba. One from the, the wife is loved, one from the wife is hated. And the firstborn son is from the wife who is hated. 
So the Taurus is the first. You can't take away the Zuchar for that. The Yuchal, the Vakr, is Ben Ahufal, Ben Ebin Asnoa Bechor. doesn't make a difference what the status of each wife is. The Maisei is if he's the eldest, he gets the first one portion. He's still a son. He's still a son. And that would, that's, the Bechorshim said was the case here also. We see that it first says, Gerat, and afterwards, Gerat had Yiftach, and afterwards, Aisha's Gerat gave him out the son, which is Yiftach was the Bechor. And if that's the case, he had rights not just to a chedek, he had rights to a double chedek. And even if his, his mother was considered a, a snur as compared to the other, the, the other wife, who was maybe his, his wife was a proper wife, doesn't make a difference. Gilad was entitled to the double portion. Now, the, we're going to see this is important later on, because we're going to see was, it makes a difference to how we're going to understand the rest of the story if the sons of Yiftach had a real case in Halakha, I mean, sons of Gilad, Yiftach's brothers, had a real case in telling him we don't get an akhala, or they were wrong. And therefore, even though Yiftach rightfully deserved an akhala, the master they did the wrong thing by taking it away from him, but nevertheless, he didn't fight for it, he ran away. Now, there's one last thing to talk about, and that is... Is it true he brought a child out of wedlock? So, you know, the person who has a child, his firstborn child, right? If you know for sure it's his son? Yeah. Yeah, even the halakha is, even the ben mamzer is the best. Since the first fight in Jewish, in Jewish history? No, the first Eretz, where is Eretz Tzad? Where is Eretz Tzad? Where did he go to? So, the other question, like the Mitzvah says, that Eretz Tzad is the name of a person called Tzad. We have no idea where that was. It was somewhere out of Eretz Kira, out of Eretz Israel, and wherever, wherever it was, it was. There's a fascinating Yerushalm in Shviz, and the Yerushalm says in Shviz, that Eretz Tzad is called Tzad. Why? Because there's no Chiyobim on the Eretz Tzad. There's no Shmita, there's no Chumas, there's no Maya Shmita, there's no it's much easier to rest today. Yeah, it's a bit of, it sounds strange to us. You talk about Eretz Yisrael as the Eretz Tov or Rehobo, because you have Mitzvahs. To call Chutzlar as an Eretz Tov, because it doesn't have Mitzvahs, sounds a bit strange. Out of what? We have to put it into context. We have to put it into context. We're talking at a time when Klai weren't doing the Mitzvahs. So, if Klai are doing the Mitzvahs, it's better to be an Eretz Yisrael because then you have the opportunity to do mitzvahs. But if Tarashal are not doing mitzvahs, you better not have because you're doing less things wrong. And uh, this has a Makar and Chazal also, that Chazal said in the Pasuk of Godless, that Hashem says, seeing as you're not being Makar in the mitzvahs of Israel, you better go to Chutzlaret, because you'll be doing less of everything. Because the mitzvahs don't apply, so you're not being over them the whole time. Even though there's the threat of intermarriage in Chutzlaret? There's the threat of intermarriage in too. But uh, the Chashash of when you're in Eretz Yisrael and you're doing Averis, it's worse than you're being in Chutzlaret because then you're doing less Averis. There's that Karbanas, there's that Tilvatara, there's that Tushasarit, whatever the other mitzvahs are going to be. And therefore, in a place and a time when Kaisal won't keep in the mitzvahs, then relative to that, Chutzlaret would be called the Eretz Tad. It's a place of less, where it be less Averis. The simple chat, not like either of these, not that it's uh, referring to Chutzlaret because it's at the Jewish of the Gemara, and not that it's the person called Tayyip, we don't know who this person was. The simple chat is a land which was good. Eretz Israel at the time was suffering, like we saw. Eretz Israel was ruled either by Amun or by the Peshtim, and they were being oppressed. And, and so Yiftach runs further away to a place where everything's good. No one's being oppressed there. And why is that important to the story? It's important to the story because Yiftach felt no reason to come back to Eretz Israel. 
It's not like he had Nachala there, which was taken away from him, because his, his brothers took care of the Nachala. It's not like he was being oppressed by Amun or the Pishtim or anybody else, because where he was, the Amun and Pishtim was. He was in Eretz Tov, everything was good. The people who were left behind in Eretz Tov were the ones who were suffering. And what that's important, that that's all we have, this is the background to why when his brothers come to ask him to help them, now if you're going to see, he doesn't have any reason to come. It's not for me, I'm okay. I'm in Eretz Tov where he is, it's a place which is good, it's not being persecuted. So he didn't have a, he didn't have a reason for his own sake to go to go find someone. No, nothing to do with it. But as opposed to Eretz Israel at the time, which was an Eretz which was suffering, because that was a place where the Ammonim had taken taken over and were oppressing the Jewish people. Okay, so that's the background to the story of Yitzchak. Yitzchak was why Yitzchak ended up leaving Eretz Israel, and the other thing is we see the first of Yitzchak's nightmares. And that is the fact that he's willing to step down from a conflict rather than step up to a conflict. And again, this is going to be an important part of Yiftach, which you're going to see throughout the story too. And that is Yiftach isn't looking to fight. Even if he's a Gibor Chayil, he's looking to de-escalate the situation, like you will do with the king of Ammon previously, so try to do it, you're going to learn, rather than trying to go to war. What meter, what meter is Sorry? What meter? Well, look at the attribute of it's pure. It could be a meter of someone who's ready to show them. A person is not looking for conflict, he's looking to make peace. Um, it could also be a meter of Atronus. When a person has rights, according to some of the ways we learned the story, Yitzhak did, and nevertheless, he's ready to vote on his rights not to, not to cause a fight. Okay, so that's the, that's the matter of, that's the story, I should say, of Yitzhak's background. The question of Shan Vayivrach is that he ran away because he was simply outnumbered, no? Vayivrach uh, doesn't sound like. But no one was. Vayivrach Yaakov will stay up, right? What does it say? Yeah. Stay love on the face of Achim. That's. Yeah, Vayivrach wants to run away. But the question is, what's he running from? Now, they weren't trying to attack him, they just wanted the land. They said to him, you want to get a portion of the land. So he runs away because they took the land away from him. And we don't find that they were trying to do more than that thing. Like he's gonna, he himself later on, when Yiftach later on accuses the brothers what they did to him, he says that he chased me out. He doesn't say he tried to harm me. We don't find he was running because he was scared. He was running because he, they took his property away. So he would know where to be. Okay. So that's the, like I said, the background to Yiftach. And now, Pasuk Dalet, Vahimi Yamim, Vahirafu Vnayamim Yisrael. This was all background. And now what happened years later, is the people of Ammon came to fight Israel. When that happened, so we saw in the end of the last parak that the leaders of Gilad said, who are we going to choose to be a leader for us to go and fight Bnei Ammon? So when that happened, the elders of Gilad went to bring Yiftach back. They thought, he's somebody who could be a leader. So they went to approach him. These weren't his brothers. These were the elders of Gilad. In other words, obviously part of the family of Gilad, but these weren't directly the people who dressed him away. Now you're going to see. Bayam Yiftach. And they said to him, Come with us. You'll be our leader. A Katsin is more like a military leader. And we're going to fight Naamah. And I look at something very interesting. Yiftach isn't keen to fight, and Yiftach isn't looking to be the leader. Neither. Bayam Yiftach is Gilad. You hated me. You chased me out of my father's house. And why be kind to me now when you have a problem? It's now you come to ask for help. 
you don't want my help. You know, you don't want me, you're just you're using me because you don't like me and you didn't help me. But the 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 person says that when the brothers wanted to drive Yiftach, uh, the brothers wanted to drive him out of Yiftach's Chalik, Yiftach out of his father's Chalik, the Ziknagira didn't do anything. So he said, you, you, didn't, you didn't assist me, you didn't do anything for me, so why should I want to help you? Now, what's interesting is, you hear a very clear similarity to what Hashem told them when they went, to, when they dove into him and to help him for their work. And Hashem said, why have you come to me now? And you didn't listen to me, you didn't serve me, and now you're coming back to David. So the, the people are getting the Musa back the second time, exactly the same thing. And then it's don't come and ask for help now when you need the help, when you when you were unfaithful or when you were disloyal in the past. And what's interesting also is the way that the Ezek Negilad responded to Yiftach was exactly the same way, not even that, exactly the same words that Kaisha responded to Hashem. There, the Lashon which Kaisha responded to Hashem, when Hashem said, why are you coming to me now? Go to God to serve instead. So Kaisha's answer pretty much was, okay, so from now on we'll do better. The words they used were, the Ebrin Yisrael Hashem that uh, we did wrong, but save us now. And uh, yeah, the past is but now you know we need you to help us. And what do they say to in this case the Yiftach? You're right, but now now we came back to you. Come with us and you'll come to Bnei Amon. Now, so the sounds are saying, saying yes, okay, yeah, we didn't explain why they did wrong in the past. They didn't even ask forgiveness for that. They said, okay, but now we're here. Come with us. Well, this is what we're offering you. There's two differences between what they offered in the first and offered in the second time. The first one they said to him is, they said, you go, and you'll be the leader of the world. He said, the Katsin. You'll fight Vanil and you'll fight Panama. So they gave him like in charge to be the, the general. You'll be the general, you'll fight Panama. The second time, they said, you'll, we don't, you, you don't have to go to battle with Aris. You'll go with us to fight Amr. You're not asking you to fight with Aris. We'll fight with you. And now they didn't ask him just to be the captain, which means to be the general. But by using the Rosh, you'll be the leader, and you'll be a king. You'll, not just for the war, but even afterwards, you'll be the, the head of all the Yashvigilat. So they change the the offer that they make to him, and the question we'll see next time is what's the difference? Like why would one appeal to more than the other one? What was the first one? The first one the offer was we'll make you the general, you can go and fight the battle. And the second one. The second one the is no, we'll all fight together, mm-hmm. but we'll make you the king. So obviously it's more authority. It's not just the the one to run the battle for us. It's also afterwards you'll be the king, and also you're not going to fight without us. We'll all fight together. Well, in the first option. Weren't they going to fight also? It doesn't say that. It says you go and you and, and you go ahead of us, so to speak. You're going to lead the war ahead of us and we'll fight for Amon. The second one is we all go to fight. They said you'll come with us. We'll all fight for Amon. And not only that, the promise they gave him was that you'll be a rosh. That's a high position. You'll be the king for all Yeshua Gilad. The first Pesukim we're going to 